This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. This is the Career Insights Podcast, brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland Careers and Employability Team. Hi, I'm Katie Baker, Industry Relationships Consultant with the USQ Careers and Employability Team, and I'm here to connect our students with opportunities in industry. Here on Career Insights, we bring you all the hot tips on careers and employability and help you realise your career goals. Each week, you'll hear from industry professionals, experts and USQ alumni. We're here to help you have those career conversations, break down barriers and help you become the most employable you can be. On today's episode of Career Insights, we'll be continuing on with last week's insights into entrepreneurship and delving further into the world of entrepreneurs. All that and more coming up on Career Insights. Joining me today and welcome back is Phoebe Tully, Senior Project Coordinator of Entrepreneurship at USQ and Anne-Marie Walton, who's an Entrepreneurship Facilitator. Hi, Phoebe and Anne-Marie. Hi. Hello. Thank you both for joining me on the show. Uh, Last week, uh, we talked about mindsets of the entrepreneur and looked at the attributes that come with that, which is being curious, trying stuff, being a problem solver and asking for help. In regards to the asking for help there, how important are the networks um, that people need when they're becoming an entrepreneur? Phoebe, I might start with you. Sure. So I like to think that the real World Wide Web is actually people. We are the World Wide Web, which is why I think networking is so important. Although when I'm talking about networking, I'm not talking about just going and handing out as many business cards as you possibly can and waiting for the phone to ring. I'm talking about belonging to a network. Uh, And I believe networking is about leading with generosity, asking how can I help? And that can happen anywhere. Uh, But I think most things are about who you know, uh, but entrepreneurship is, is... a very good example of that. And Anne-Marie, can you add to that around networks? Yeah, I can. I love that about the, the web being actual people and belonging to a network, Phoebe. That's so cool. Um, people are everything and you need to be open to listening to people as well as talking to. And so building that network is really important. Um, and it isn't just a matter of someone to get you along. As you said, it's not going handing out business cards. It could be a matter of who can you learn from, who can connect you to someone else, or what can you learn from people who might be potential customers or employers. So being opening those ears even more than you open the mouth. And when people are out there networking and using the worldwide world to create those networks, how can they do it? Is it purely just you know, going to a chamber event or something like that? Or is there so much more to it, Phoebe? I actually think Anne-Marie, I know Anne-Marie well, and I think she's going to answer that question so much better. <laughs> I was about to go Anne-Marie, and then Phoebe came out. So Anne-Marie. Right. So yeah, the, the first thing I think is so important is building trust, um, understanding who you are and who you appear to be from the outside. If you're, if you're wanting to expand your network and you're going in for the sole purpose of that, if you, if you go back to what Katie, what Phoebe said before about how can I help? If you go in with a generous manner, you think, how can I learn? Um, what can I bring? How can I help others and build trust? Networking across any aspect of life or business is a long play. It's not something you can just come in and build a reputation and say, hey, look at me, I'm going to be a mega influencer or I'm going to change the world. 
So you can actually be strategic about it, but with a good heart. And I think that the first and most important thing is building trust that you have earned. And obviously networking, as you say, it's a long-term thing. It's all about building the trust, which equals relationship building. Yes. Um, and that comes back again. Relationship building is a two-way street. Um, often you can meet people, not really have anything in common, but you might you know, have a bit of a chat, but you might be able to connect them to someone else. You might not have anything in common, but that's still networking. That's still bringing people together and you're adding value. You're learning, you're meeting other people. So if you don't go into it with a sole self-centered focus, sometimes the outcomes can be much, much bigger. And so once, uh, so we, last week we talked about that mindset and starting a business, but what we didn't really tap on is if a student's got an idea or anybody really about prototyping their career. So they might have their network sort of worked out on how to go about it. But if they've got a prototype, prototyping your career, I've just heard this word recently. Phoebe, can you explain what that is? Sure. So prototyping is mostly ref referred to in the world of product design. It means the preliminary version of something. In career design, we use the word prototype to remind ourselves that you are constantly testing and that you don't end up with a final career, I say in quotation marks, because we're constantly developing our careers by trying new things and meeting new people, expanding our networks and, and challenging ourselves. So what do we do? How do we prototype our career? What does that even actually look like? A couple of things are um, just experiments and tests. Um, the important thing about prototyping a career is it's not a thought experiment. You actually have to go out and have a physical experience in the world in order to try something. Um, information interviews are a really good example of that. And I can, I can talk about that more if you'd like to, uh, but there are other ways that you can experiment and test. Uh, you can do internships, you can do work experience programs, um, IEP through USQ, uh, which all provide you with different ways to test different job possibilities. Uh, of course, careers and employability can help you with those connections. Um, but it's, it's really important to actually get out there and try something. We often see students end up in a career that they thought they wanted and once they, but they've never actually had any experience in that career until they get all the way in. Uh, and then it's not quite what they had in mind, uh, which is fine because we can easily pivot from that and, and learn from that. But uh, it's not necessary to uh, get all of the way into a career before actually trying it out. And, um, and Marie, go. Uh, Phoebe, I'd, I'd agree there. And that ties in so well to the entrepreneurship mindset um, of testing, trying things. You mentioned pivoting, just making little changes to get to the desired outcome for you know, whatever your purpose is. And whether that's in career or whether that's in building a business or building a community or helping others. Um, so that experiment side is so important um, you mentioned about some of the courses of usq it's not even even short courses or, or testing out something to, to get a feel for it or interviewing somebody who's already doing that role or who's done something that sort of research can help as you as you're moving forward um, and one of the things that i always say to entrepreneurs that i'm, I'm helping or mentoring is have you talked to your customers have you gone out face-to-face -face or picked up the telephone, often I'll hear, oh, we've done a survey or we've got this feedback or we've looked at this data. 
But Phoebe, what you said is right. You need to get out, you need to get your hands dirty, walk on the ground or pick up the phone or jump on um, an audio or video call. And I think that, Phoebe, what you're talking about, which is that information interview where you, you're essentially go out for the day or, or mentor with someone, would that be right? I think of an information interview as a meeting with someone that has no purpose beyond just getting the opportunity to learn as much as you possibly can about either that job or that company or that industry or whatever it might be. You're not interviewing for a job. You're not asking for someone to become your mentor. You're not really asking for anything beyond just learning about what what does a day-to-day experience look like and how did that person get into that job if that's the job that you're looking for. And so in that entrepreneur space, Anne-Marie, do you, how do you work with your budding entrepreneurs to, to help them with that information? I know you've just mentioned some of it. Is there anything more there? Oh, there's so many different avenues. Um, so whether that's attending physical events, doing training courses, understanding and researching what's happening on the internet, utilising things like LinkedIn or blogs, um, seeing what's trending, and then looking at people who are knowledge, you know, knowledge bearers in that area and reaching out to them. Like Phoebe said, not for any purpose and other than to learn from them. Um, an example multiple times is people will say, oh, look, I've got to get on LinkedIn. I've got to connect with all these people and then I can push out and sell them something or I can say, hey, will you hire me? It doesn't work that way. But if you jump on, if you're engaged, you watch what they read, watch what they write. Let's try that again. <laughs> if, you, if you jump onto LinkedIn and find people who you're interested in, you can follow along what they've written. You can engage with it. And then when it gets to the stage where you're ready to reach out to them, you can reach out to them with a question for them as an authority. You don't want anything from them. You want to learn from them. And that bolsters people, helps build trust, and you get value and benefit too. And that is where you're starting to build your networks, which is where we sort of came back to. So we've been talking entrepreneurship, networking and things like that. There's a word out there that I've heard um, and I'd like to delve into a little bit more would be intrapreneur. What is an intrapreneur and how can um, businesses today, especially at the moment with um, the way coronavirus has gone, you know, they might starting to be showing their head because they've got a bit of creativity going on. Yeah, I might, I might jump in for that one. Thanks, Katie. Uh, an entrepreneur isn't really any different to an entrepreneur, except they're not self-employed. They're not building their own business. They're working for a corporation, an organization, a not-for-profit or a government. And they're using these methods that Phoebe talked about before of you know, testing, trying, learning to get better outcomes across time, value, dollar, um, and the way that people can work together. And it's an exciting time. COVID-19 has brought opportunities for people who've maybe had that insight or interest or excitement and wanted to get things changed in organisations but haven't been able to do that because they haven't had the influence or, or the boss looking over and, and being willing to take a risk. And uh, there are so many examples of companies that have changed their delivery methods, their models, sometimes even their products to either capitalise or take advantage or, or add value to society by looking at things differently. And that's what an entrepreneur does. 
they can take the risk and then they can explain to people about that testing and uh, ask questions, get feedback, and then try and influence a change from within for those outcomes. I'm sure Phoebe's got a bit more to add too about entrepreneurship. Yeah, I think not all innovators need to be entrepreneurs who go on to build multi-billion dollar international companies. Innovators can find opportunities and solve problems everywhere, um, including within their current job or as a small business owner. Uh, Even where you volunteer, you can find opportunities. Some of the most amazing things that we use every single day have been invented by entrepreneurs like post-it notes. Gmail, um, those things were created by entrepreneurs within uh, larger companies who just saw an opportunity or wanted to solve a particular problem and fortunately worked within organisations that rewarded that kind of um, innovation. And so with um, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, they've got their ideas. Obviously, if you're an entrepreneur, you'd, you'd work with the business, your employer that you're with. But as an entrepreneur, um, you've got your ideas, you're out there in the force. Is there help out there? So, Anne-Marie, I know you work with, with government a bit. Is there funding and grants that people can be out there looking to help them get their start? Yes, there definitely is. Um, I think the, the first thing in helping people get their start is self-education and building that network, not just... Um, we talked about networking and who you're going to connect with. Building a network of mentors of people who you can learn from. And they might not necessarily be someone like myself who works for the federal government offering free mentorship to entrepreneurs. It could be a grandmother, it could be a teacher, it could be a colleague or a friend. Um, So starting small and then what Phoebe was saying before, taking that idea and testing it and talking to people before seeking any opportunities for like funding or grants. Um, There are a few I can mention, uh, so I can list them off if you like quickly, um, and you can maybe put them in the notes. So one of the ones that's been around for over 30 years is a federal government initiative called NICE, which is a new enterprise um, incentive scheme. And it's for people who uh, want to pursue a business idea, but they can actually get access to um, benefits via um, the federal government whilst they're building this idea. It's an alternative to being underemployed, unemployed or studying. Um, So you get help, mentorship along those lines. You have programs like mine, Entrepreneurship Facilitator, I'm one of 23 across Australia, we're only in certain areas um, so far. And then each state Um, government and particularly in Queensland there are a lot of programs there's my innovation advisor there's a lot of female founder programs and some migrant ones coming up too. So there's plenty of help out there once as you say you've you've done the research you're educating yourself you're mentoring um, and especially by the sound of those those actual networks to you know different networking groups that might be an entrepreneur think tank sort of group sort of thing yeah, there was one other thing I just thought of. Um, Steve Baxter, who was well known for being on Shark Tank and was the chief entrepreneur of Queensland a while back, um, was very clear. He said, I don't want anybody to come and ask me a question that Google can answer. So once you've gotten to that point where you need help beyond the internet, that's when you start going out and seeking and growing and building. 
So you have to come up with a great idea. <laughs> Did you have something to add there? Yeah, can I add to that? I um, I think it's very easy to assume that the gap in your resources is about money and mm. that everything could be solved if you could just get a grant or if you could just get some seed funding to bring this wonderful idea to life. But I would say that it's very tempting to think that what you actually need now is money and that is sometimes the case. But I always like to think that opportunities flow through people and so that if you're looking for an opportunity, you're actually looking to meet people and money is almost too easy um that will come and what's actually more important is that you spend time learning meeting people meeting potential customers really really refining your idea because i can guarantee you that the first idea you've ever had is not the right one you will you need to go through a process and sometimes it takes a lot longer than you want it to but don't get too caught up on trying to find money too quickly because uh, oftentimes you're actually not there yet. And I think what you said just then, you know, your first idea, chances are somebody's had it. So it's, it's, it's about that refining, researching, networking, talking it out to people, seeing if you think that will work or not. Mm hmm by the, by the sound of that. So, um, I mean, there's just so much to the, to an entrepreneur, but I think again we've come back to that that networking and um, and not being afraid to ask for help. And I suppose pu putting yourself out there. What if you're an introvert? How do how do you sort of work in that networking space there? Anne Marie, have you got any tips? Um, I do. Uh, I, I run a networking workshop to help people. And um, one of the things that introverts always say is, what can I do? I say, if you're going to a physical event, obviously, when we get out the other side of COVID-19, you can listen. You don't even necessarily have to talk to people, but you can also help. Whether that's, you, know, you can see someone with a glass of water, or you're directing to someone, or you're meet, introducing somebody to somebody else to say, hello, I'm Anne-Marie. Um, I just met so-and-so who's standing next to you. They do this. And you don't actually have to say anything about yourself, but you're connecting somebody to somebody else. And you can be an observer, but still learning and still add value that way. So you don't have to go to physical events or even events that are online and think people are going to call on me and ask me to say something. You can sit back, understand where you fit in, and then slowly build confidence that way. And you can also take along a wingman too. You know, someone who is an extrovert uh, who can take some of that buffer for you. Um, there's so many different ways, but if you're an introvert, that means that your listening skills are extraordinarily good and people want to spend time and talk to you because you are listening to them. And that is a human value that is so important. So Phoebe, thank you again for joining me today. And Anne-Marie, thanks so much for joining me as well. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Katie. That was Phoebe Tully, Senior Project Coordinator, Entrepreneurship, and Anne-Marie Walton, Entrepreneurship Facilitator. Thank you for joining me today on Career Insights. Time is up and I've come to the end of the show for this week. If you missed any part of the show today, don't fear. Today's show will be available on the Phoenix Radio Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you again to Phoebe and Anne-Marie. Next week on Career Insights, we'll be having a conversation around the benefits of mentoring. Career Insights is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland and is produced by USQ Creative Arts student Byron Quayle. 
Today's world is more competitive, challenges are more complex, industries more rapidly changing, employers more demanding. You need to think bigger, act faster, work smarter. And to do it, you need to be more than skilled, more than relevant, more than qualified, more than confident, more than employable. Become more with the University of Southern Queensland, the number one uni for graduate employment in Queensland. Apply now at usq.edu.au.